Hello and welcome to another episode of the Renee Report. On today's episode, we are going to be doing something completely different from sports betting, completely different from the Renee Recap where I over the past 48 hours of sports, we are going to be doing something that I have wanted been wanted to talk about for the last month, and it has been bugging the living shit out of me. Now, I'm unsure if you guys keep up, keep up with Bleacher Report, but if you have been keeping up with Bleacher Report, I'm sure you're well aware of the comments that Earl Thomas, for those of you unaware, the safety, the leader of the Baltimore defense that has been absolutely dominating this season, when he came out and said, I don't know who basically we're going to be playing in the Super Bowl, but whoever they play, they're going to be in trouble. And I just want to quickly speak on how this is not only absolutely absurd, but why the Baltimore Ravens, I can guarantee on this episode, I will prove to you by the end of the episode, they will not be in the Super Bowl representing the AFC in this year's Super Bowl. So first things first, I need to give credit where credit is due. So, first of all, the Baltimore Ravens have absolutely been starching the teams they have played in the last four weeks, and Lamar Jackson has been an absolute Swiss Army knife. No one has any idea how to stop him. He's been dominating, dropping 40 points consistently, even against teams like the Patriots with the number one ranked defense. Let's just quickly go over the teams he has played in the last four weeks. So Baltimore has played the Rams, who have really, really been horrible this year and not shown their best colors, especially on the offensive end, which is why they won 45-6. They won 41-7 against Houston, again another team that has been catalyst by their defensive persona and have found themselves again without J.J. Watt and now relying on an offense that has been pretty stagnant. They won that game 41-7. 49 to 13 against a Cincinnati team that isn't even an NFL team this season. They're worse than the Miami Dolphins. And then, of course, the New New England Patriots, which is the game that really made people realize that Baltimore is a team that not only needs to be watched, but in many people's eyes, the team that's going to be representing the AFC. They won that game 37 to 20 against an offense again that has just not looked very good this season and has been catalyst like. Basically, all of the three last teams that I've mentioned by their defense. And all that being said, the Patriots still ended up scoring 20 points, and it was in Gillette, so you expect them to at least put up a fight, which they really didn't. I understand for many of you, it is going to be very hard to convince you that I'm right and that the Ravens are not going to make it to the Super Bowl and that I'm not just another biased New England Patriots fan. But I believe throughout this episode, I can clearly show you while Lamar Jackson is not only not the right person to lead a team to the Super Bowl, is not only far too young, but his defense is just frankly not as good as all of you think it is. But before we get into that, I want to highlight something very, very important. So throughout the first 12 weeks of the season, Lamar Jackson has very impressively scored 30 touchdowns. A lot of those obviously being with his legs, but he has had some very nice throws. He's had eight interceptions. Now, for reference, he is a 21-year-old kid, and this is unheard of to be this dominant as a running quarterback. All props given. I want to quickly highlight the fact that Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure all of you remember and know exactly who that is, scored 41 touchdowns in a span of 12 weeks, and almost none of those were rushing touchdowns. I think many of us are very easy to forget this fact. Although, surprisingly enough, Patrick Mahomes did throw more interceptions than Lamar Jackson. He threw 10 in 12 weeks compared to Lamar Jackson's 8. 
does need to be said that 11 touchdowns extra without being able to use your legs like someone like Lamar Jackson can use is a big, big deal and is a big discrepancy between the two. Another big difference is that Patrick Mahomes was behind Alex Smith for a few years and was at the age of 23 years old as he had his MVP season and the best season I've personally ever seen from a quarterback under the age of 24 in my entire life. In my personal opinion, the best season we will ever see from a quarterback under the age of 24 ever in the NFL history. The reason why I bring this up in regards to the Ravens' Super Bowl hopes and why this is so important because y'all need to realize the Chiefs and the Ravens were not very different from last year to this year. They're actually There's a lot of similarities, and I would argue the Chiefs team was actually even better. Now, first things first, having into some statistics, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens are currently ranked around the 10th in defense in the NFL and have a measly 25 sacks on the season compared to the San Francisco 49ers were 44, the Panthers were 41, and the Patriots with around 37. I'm sure many of you are saying, well, the Ravens were good last year. I'm not sure if many of you remember, but they actually were pretty good last year with Lamar Jackson even younger. Key difference was that this team, and specifically the defense, was relying more on sacks and making big plays than it was in its coverage, which is very important because this year they are lacking the ability to get sacks. And believe it or not, last year they were actually even better on defense. I don't know how people have already managed to forget this, but the Ravens allowed 293 yards per game. For those of you who aren't statisticians and don't look at the NFL all year, that's actually the best in the NFL in the 2018 season for yards per game. So they were a dominant defense, just like Lasses, like Earl Thomas, and a lot of really good players, like they traded for Marcus Peters. But you have to realize this defense is not any different from what they were last year. And if you look at it statistically, they're actually worse at allowing yards, getting sacks, and just overall their presence as a team. So wait, you're probably asking yourself, Carson, why are the Ravens been so good this year? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? They have the MVP of the season extremely young and the NFL has no idea how to stop this guy. And does that not sound eerily familiar to what the Chiefs were last year? A mediocre defense, 10 to 15th ranked, the quarterback that no one knew how to stop was extremely young and was having an MVP season. I am telling you, these teams are very similar. Last year, the Ravens allowed 292 yards per game, which was less than the Buffalo Bills and the Chicago Bears. Yes, Less yards per game than the Chicago Bears, folks. We need to give this defense props, and we need to realize why this team lost in the playoffs last year, why they're going to lose in the playoffs this year, and why they will not be in the Super Bowl representing the AFC this current year. Easy to get mesmerized by Lamar Jackson's ability to not be able to get tackled. It's easy to say, wow, no one's going to be able to stop them. But you have to realize, folks, it's only week 13 coming up. This is not week 18 and 19, and we're not deep in the playoffs where no one has figured it out. We're over two months away from him being able to make a run in Gillette Stadium against the best defense historically in the NFL we've seen in the last five seasons, only being compared to basically the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning. The key difference between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, again, is his use of the legs. And yes, it is very hard to tackle him. Yes, it's very hard to contain him. At the end of the day, he's only throwing the ball 20 times a game. The game for that, 24 times, 17 times, 23 times. Yes, his completion percentage looks better, but you have to realize how this Ravens offense is working. Structure of the current NFL Ravens 
this season is something we have never seen before. It is extremely impressive and is going to be used for basically years to come because they had the balls to do it. What Baltimore Ravens have done is they have figured out a way to implement a college playbook, basically, a college running back slash quarterback, without basically any weapons around him other than tight ends and good running backs. Just let him run wild, which is exactly what I would have done, and it's extremely good coaching. Not only is there a way to stop it, it's going to be stopping itself, because in the playoffs, you have to realize you're not going to be winning 45 to 6, 41 to 7, 49 to 13. You have to realize, very similar to Patrick Mahomes last year, it's very easy to dominate in the NFL in a breakout season of a quarterback because most of these defenses, excuse me, all of these defenses have no idea how to stop you, how to contain you, or how to deal with you. By playing your best football in the week 12, 13, and 14, you're giving these teams like the Patriots and the Chiefs opportunities to figure out how to limit what Lamar Jackson does and force him to throw the ball maybe 28 times, 34 times. What you'll notice is is that when he's throwing the ball 34 times, he's getting two interceptions. When he's throwing the ball 28 times, he's getting three interceptions. It's the games recently where he's throwing 20, 17, and 23 times that he's not throwing interceptions. And that's what's very important because in the playoffs, there's going to be ways to force Lamar Jackson, especially in away games such as the Patriots are going to be in because they're going to have home field advantage in the number one seed, make him throw more like 30 times a game, and you can almost guarantee there's going to be one or two mistakes with his arm. I think it's really easy to have recency bias and see the last four or five weeks of him being absolutely perfect and just thinking that that's going to maintain throughout the entire season, but it's not realistic. And I'm sure you're saying, well, Carson, the Ravens have a great defense. That's not true. As I've already stated, the Ravens defense was better yards per game than it was last season. It was actually the best in the NFL, so it's actually a downgrade. You have more talent with guys like Marcus Peters and Earl Thomas, but those are guys who are more susceptible to trying to make the big play and finding themselves out of position or trying to make the huge hit. And unlike the Chiefs last year, who got a lot of sacks from guys like D. Ford and Justin Houston, really only have this guy named Judon who's able to get sacks, and he's not really above average if you look at him in overall sense. He's very one-dimensional. He can only get to the quarterback. What you realize is losing guys like C.J. Mosley and all these middle linebackers is really going to start to hurt them. And it has. Eventually, when they're not able to rely on these 40-point games and in the playoffs, I can guarantee that's not going to happen. They're going to find themselves in more close games where he's throwing the ball more and his completion percentage looks a lot more like 51 to 60% than it has recently with 88%, 73%, 75%. How you think Lamar Jackson has come, no matter how good you think he is as an MVP quarterback, you can't tell me he's going to throw the ball 75% completion percentage in the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. That didn't happen with Patrick Mahomes, the best young quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Sure as hell not going to happen with a quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who, if you can figure out how to stop him running, is not that good of a quarterback. Yeah, I said it. Good news for Lamar Jackson is he is unbelievably coached. He has a great system around him, and he has a lot of talent and people who believe in him. At the end of the day, he doesn't have an offense with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and all of these guys. He has an offense with Mark Ingram, who's very good, very talented, very good tight ends with Mark Andrews, who's been a breakout. But at the end of the day, if you look at his wide receivers against good defenses, 
I mean, you really just have Marquise, who's extremely talented but can definitely be stopped, isn't the best route runner in the world, can definitely be limited, especially by someone like Stephon Gilmore. All I'm saying is, is people love to make very obvious, oh, the Patriots have such an easy schedule, they play nobody. Well, let's look at this schedule really fast, shall we? And I'm not talking about from defense's perspectives, because again, no defense can stop what Lamar Jackson is doing currently. They haven't figured it out, so that doesn't matter. I'm talking about look at all of these teams I'm about to name from an offensive perspective and competition towards being able to score the ball as much as they are, especially in the regular season. Listen to these opponents. Miami, Arizona, wouldn't call either of those, especially in the beginning of the season, good offenses at all. Kansas City, obviously a good offense, but wasn't playing like themselves beginning of the season. Cleveland was playing horribly beginning of the season. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Seattle is really the only good offense I've seen them play. That's week seven. New England, not a good offense. Cincinnati, horrible offense. Houston, not doing great this year on offense. And the Rams, horrible on offense. When you look at it and you aren't looking at it biased and realizing what you come to realize is that a lot of these teams they've been playing haven't had offenses that have been able to keep up with them. A lot of times when you're watching these games, especially the last month, you'll realize they score 14 to 21 points in the first two quarters. Basically force these offenses that aren't good and consistent to try and win the game for their team when that's not how a lot of these teams are built. A lot of these teams they're playing are built defensively oriented first, which is what in the defense is, well, what in the playoffs, excuse me, is actually what matters. Defense wins championships. Offense is awesome. It's flashy. It's great to watch. It'll win you an MVP season. But at the end of the day, you need a top five defense to be able to compete with these teams, especially when you don't have home field advantage like the Ravens won't have. So no matter how much we love watching Lamar Jackson play and how great this Ravens team has been for basically the last month and a half, a lot of you need to realize it's not week 18 it's not week 17 it's week 12 last week it's still the beginning to middle part of the season and a lot is apt to change to me it's all about how you're built so when i look at a team like the san francisco 49ers i can almost guarantee they're going to be in the super bowl they have a defense that has the rookie of the year on it with nick bosa they're very well built they're very young and they have talent everywhere but when i look at the ravens I can find holes pretty easily. The defensive end, it's just the fact they can't. They don't have the ability to get consistent sacks or pressure to the quarterback, which is important when you play a team like New England, which they will have to do. On the offensive end, you just have no wide receivers. I mean, if you think Willie Sneed is going to be the reason you're heading to the Super Bowl, I just think you're crazy. At the end of the day, I think a lot of these people who are on the Ravens bandwagon need to realize and look back at what the Chiefs were doing last season and how it was even more impressive and even better, especially talent-wise on the offensive end, than the Baltimore Ravens have this season. I think they need to look, take a good look in the mirror and realize that recency bias is real. It's very easy to get swept up in the fact that he's so much fun to watch and we've never really seen a quarterback like him. But a lot of these years, we have these MVP seasons. These guys don't win. I mean, if you think about it, I could name the last four years quarterbacks who we've seen, and they just look unstoppable. Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Patrick Mahomes, Cam Newton back in 2015. All of these quarterbacks looked unfreaking believable They looked like they couldn't be stopped by 25 brick walls that season. What happened to each of them? I don't see Deshaun Watson in the Super Bowl. I didn't see Carson Wentz in the Super Bowl. I saw Nick Foles carry the team. 
So it's just all of these situations, it didn't work out like people thought it would, and that's because they showed their teeth too early. It's a whole season. You're trying to build it up. You're trying to get wins no matter the way you do it and figure out what are my weaknesses and how, I, how can I continue to improve. But when you're beating teams by 40 points, it's really hard to think, oh, how can I improve? You're thinking, oh my God, I'm already in the Super Bowl. I'm already there. Who can stop me? And that's not the right way to look at it. They've been far too cocky these last weeks, and I'm telling you, it will bite them in the butt. I'm guaranteeing that the Baltimore Ravens will not come out of the AFC. They will not win the Super Bowl. And you can hold me to my word on this. It's something that I'm very passionate about and have been thinking about for a long time, basically the last month and a half. And I just keep coming back to the same conclusion that we're all being in a mirage in a sense that Lamar is so much fun to watch. He's hiding a lot of the weaknesses of this offense. And this offensive line has a lot to ask of itself. I mean, trying to stay with someone like Lamar Jackson is not easy. There is going to be a time where someone figure out, figures out excuse me, how to make him throw. And when that day comes, in my opinion, in Gillette, deciding who goes to the Super Bowl in the AFC, it's not only going to be an ugly game, it's going to be a game he has more interceptions than touchdowns. He loses by more than two touchdowns. I just don't think any 21-year-old quarterback is going to be heading to the Super Bowl, regardless of how great of a runner they are, regardless of anything. He's too young. He's too emotional of a quarterback, and his team, in my opinion, is not as good as everyone says it is. If you enjoy episodes like this, where I'm a little less fact-based and put in a little bit more of my opinion and my flair, feel free to let me know in the comments below or in my Instagram or any way you want to reach me. If you disagree with me and think I'm an idiot and want to shove it in my face when they finally do make it to the Super Bowl somehow, then I'd love to see it. This is something that I really do believe in. I've thought about for a long time, and I've just come to the same conclusion to the point that I had to make a podcast episode on it. For more episodes like this to be coming out, still going to be making the sports betting episodes and stuff like that, but I just really love talking about opinions and takes that I have in the NFL that aren't as popular and go a little bit against the grain. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoy your break. And I'm out. Peace.